The New York Post is reporting that a nurse has been suspended after stripping off PPE to have sex with a COVID-19 patient. Apparently the first time the patient has administered the injection. Welcome to Wolf Bliss. U.S. Supreme Court Justice Ruth Bader Ginsburg has died. Judge Amy Coney Barrett. If Joe Biden wins, Democrats can sack the courts. You're a lying dog-faced pony soldier. Maybe that's a question you should ask China. Anyway, my time's up. I'm not thinking, Mr. That's okay. I know you're not thinking. You never do. It's a whole hoax. And you know who's playing into the hoax? People like you and the fake news media. We are born free and we will stay free. I mean, okay. <laughs> I, you know, I'm going to go ahead and say that's the strongest opening we've had to a yeah, show. It's hot. It's, hot. There's <laughs> it's like we had a debate about it. Like, do you put when you have a headline like that? It's not me. It's New York. Yeah, we consulted the lawyers. We consulted our pundits, and you know, by the skin of our teeth, we got that one in there. I and I'm going like, to tell you, I this this the whole episode is going to be like. You know, we're closing the year strong. This is going to be a spicy episode. This is, this, is, this is the best Ruthless has to offer. But before we move off of it, I mean, I think it's a worthy discussion. Um, <laughs> like, where's the line there, you know? I mean, for the nurse, boy, that's a real sacrifice. I mean, I'm, I'm going to tell you from a patient, like, COVID is awful. You know, it's, it's, it's a terrible disease, claimed many lives. But if you have to have COVID, folks... I mean, if I'm in the hospital with COVID and the nurse is like, listen, friend. <laughs> well, they've all, they've all had the vaccination at this point, right? Maybe not all of them, but many, many have. I mean, I've never been worried about what's going to happen there, you know. Maybe it's an immunity play. Maybe I mean, who knows what you're going to catch. You just got to have fun in the moment, am I right? That seems like sound advice. Um. <laughs> I don't know. We, I do know that we have a very strong show. We're going to do a lot of New Year's stuff, predictions, and everything else. We're also going to have a strong Georgia segment. Ladies and gentlemen, we are getting very, very close yeah. to, to a basically the most important election that we've had in generations. And this isn't just like, you know, that line you hear constantly. This, really, this is the big one. If, if the Democrats have the Senate and um, they're going to force Biden's hand, if, if Kamala is the 51st vote in the Senate, boy, Green New Deal, shoot, they're going to repeal the Second Amendment. God knows what they're going to do. I know it. I know it. And, and we've done a ton of work on talking about Raphael Warnock. And I think everybody who listens to Ruthless understands what a psycho this guy is. We have not talked about as much, but what a guy that we just love to troll yeah. It's John Ossoff. Yeah. John, you know, all the minions will recall when they destroyed his campaign previously, when they forced, when they trolled this guy, they genuinely trolled this guy into proposing to his girlfriend. There were, there were these issues when he first ran for Congress years ago of, okay, he doesn't live in the district. And then he said, okay, but my girlfriend lives in the district and I crash on her couch. Right. And then the minions trolled him so badly, he didn't have to propose. To his girlfriend, and God knows how that how that's going, but yet again, a victory for the minions. A victory for the minions, and so you know, every minion listening, and I, I guarantee you that this is just sort of innate in all of our view, is that Ossoff is the guy that you want to shove in the locker most, but he's the guy you can't because you just can't afford the school with John Ossoff. <laughs> 
this is the funniest thing is just what a phony this guy is. Like, I, I mean, I'm going to say it straight up. He is trying to come off like the second coming of Barack Obama with these oh. inspiring speeches when this is a kid who's, I mean, listen, John Ossoff's only job in life from what the facts we will present is having his dad's credit card. Essentially, I mean, that's his job. He's a full-time dad credit card user. So, it's, so there is an incredible story that we are going to go through not line by line. We're not going to bore you with that. We're going to put, it's like 10,000 words in the New York Times. You can imagine how terrible it is. Actually, it's much worse than whatever you're imagining. It's unbelievable. And actually a pretty decent reporter and Reed Epstein, a guy who's been pretty fair. I think what's happened here is his editors basically gave him a, a, a goal of trying to put together a bunch of reporting at which point they reduced it down to just this glowing profile of John Ossoff that is beyond parody, beyond parody. Can I, can I read the tweet? So I, my feeling about this is so Reed Epstein, a journalist at the New York Times, put out this tweet on December 28th saying that John Ossoff at 33 is on the precipice of the Senate with one of the thinnest resumes in the chamber since the adoption of the 17th Amendment. So, hey, I mean, I am shocked as well, a journalist presenting facts. Okay. Great. This guy got ratioed to all hell yep. by this. And yep. you can only imagine what the New York Times newsroom must have been like for him. You, everyone's heard stories. The New York Times has the cattiest slack in the game with these like left-wing activists uh, acting as journalists, basically calling the shots at that, at that newsroom now. So he had to overcompensate, and he made this crazy awesome article. And, and they've also... Another thing that, you know, we should probably spend more time at some point talking about, but many of these publications in the Trump era, and this is starting to spill out now here at the end of the, the Trump presidency, have built their readership upon resistance, mm -hmm. right? And they have advertised on social media exclusively to obtain subscriptions from left-wing activists, right? Yeah, but absolutely you can keep that audience is to continue serving it up and feeding the beast. You certainly can't have unbiased uh, sort of, you know, a critical look at a democratic candidate at this stage. Right. I mean, the, the, the audience is exclusively left wing. Yeah. I mean, there was this article that uh, McKay Coppins had in the Atlantic the yeah, other day talking right. about how, how much, you know, over the past four years, quote unquote journalists, have had to benefit by being just like anti-Trump resistance people. They get their book deals. They get their yes queen, you know, retweets from celebrities. And, you know, the, the industry itself has suffered so terribly in terms of any sort of integrity or, you know, the whole purpose of journalism of presenting facts. So, so, but it's a perfect segue because Reed, who we know to be a fairly like journalist, yeah, has to write a piece like this, I'm assuming, because of editors or whatever, yeah. about John Ossoff, which I think is a good opportunity for us to play the audio of John Ossoff that I can't get enough of. <laughs> this is not a story about me. I mean, what an unbelievable douche. Before we, before we yeah. move on to that, I, this is not a story about me. There are a million reasons to think Ossoff is the worst. 
but him doing a like Barack Obama impression is it's got to be the top 10. I mean, there, there are myriad reasons to hate John Ossoff, but top 10. I mean, let's just keep playing play again. Play it again. This is not a story about me. One more time. God. This is not a story about me. <laughs> how pathetic is that? How pathetic. This is a kid who went to God knows how much he, he paid at that, like uh, his folks paid rather at that private school in Atlanta. But good God. Can you? Can, so this is not a story about me, but we're the about audacity to, of Ossoff. But we're about to get into it. The New York Times story is Democrats' Georgia hopes rest on John Ossoff, 33. How did he get here? Okay, so let's take a look at it, right? Yeah, that's a great question. Honestly, how did this guy get here? How did he get here? If the story leads with John Ossoff writing a letter to John Lewis, right? So it's automatically like force feeding us a comparison of John Ossoff to John Lewis. Yeah. yeah. It's just like it, 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 absolutely shameless to try that, dude. <laughs> he has yet to win a single Ossoff or uh, Ossoff. He has yet to win a single office. And this yeah. guy is being compared to John Lewis. Yeah, no, so it, it documents his private school, it documents, you know, these things, but... but the, the Did way- our research department get a, a number on how much his private school charged? It was uh, up there. No, you I've got buy, it. You, I want to get... What's the number? I know, okay, I, I, you got I, You got the facts. Go for it. I'm, I'm going to stop interrupting you. I actually want to go line by line on this thing because I can't believe how go this... Go for it. I mean... Mm-mm-mm. You skip down three to the third paragraph, and it says, Mr. Ossoff was 26 when... Without any journalism experience other than an internship, he was made chief executive of a small documentary film based in England. Oh, wow. well, that's interesting. That's fascinating. Wow. You know what I didn't, you know what I didn't read, and it doesn't provide any kind of. He bought the damn thing <laughs> with two hundred and fifty thousand dollars that his grandfather. He wasn't made anything. He wasn't made any, they bought a documentary film company and sort of installed him at age 26. Yeah. I mean, listen, there's going to be a lot of tea today, folks. So you need to remember his grandfather gave him the 250K. He used to buy it. Continue. So the next line is Mr. Ossoff has always been adept at making his own breaks. Yeah, seriously, right? (laughs) Unless he murdered his grandfather, he didn't make his own break here. He's got 250K inheritance. How do you make your own break there? That, that is pers- absolutely perfect. Unless he murdered his grandpa. <laughs> he made his own breaks. That break absolutely, was made for him. You know, stunning and right? brave. <laughs> so everything in this entire piece basically skips over the fact that this is this privileged young man who grew up in private schools, was given absolutely everything. But and it keeps trying to tie him back to like John Lewis and the civil rights movement, which obviously is like, a turnout strategy for it Democrats. absolutely is dude yeah in georgia it's not like there is less than zero parallels between john lewis the civil rights icon and john ossoff a sniveling 33 year old fail son from georgia. third base with a silver spoon this is not a story this about me it's not a story about me i mean it just it's unbelievable number one that that the new york times would would try to paint him as some sort of like 
accomplished hero when he's had everything handed to him. But here's what you need to think about is everything that they point out as theoretically being a strength that, oh, you know, uh, he had this work done on a documentary film that his, you know, inheritance paid for. If a Republican, if he were a Republican, everything that they say is good about him would be painted in negative light. They'd be like, 100%. oh, wow, he's a child of privilege. He inherited money. He bought a film company. These are all vanity projects. But because it's a damn, because it's New York Times has to push the narrative because every reporter at the New York Times essentially has a gun to their head from these far left radical progressives who have taken over the newsroom. They have to push this kind of junk. It's absolute. Gar- it, it's so funny. It's uh, it, it, at this point, it's hilarious that they've been they've been doing. This. So they have done six or seven stories on what they think is an incredible hit on Purdue and and stock trades and whatever, which we know and have learned we're all done through a third party with no visibility from Purdue. But the New York Times has written six or seven times on this. They've never covered like Warnock. Yeah. Or or any of the stuff that we've covered on Ruthless, and and now that they're covering Ossoff, they they feel the need to inject his oppo back into this story too. Like the only the only real coverage of the race in this piece is his attack. So let me just read it. He has mounted a campaign based less on his own experience and accomplishments and more on the idea that his election will help foster political change in Georgia, the kind voters signaled that they wanted when they elected. Joe Biden as a presidential election. He's also consistently cited Mr. Purdue's financial dealings to label him a crook who's cashed in on the pandemic, an allegation Mr. Purdue denies, and also has been proven false. But, you know, be that as it may. You know, what has to be said about this whole situation, so it's already pretty clear that the only reason Ossoff exists is he has his daddy's credit card. But what the New York Times fails to mention here is Ossoff's father, who has financed John Ossoff's political career took a PPP loan made possible because of Senator Purdue. So yeah, right. you would think if that's the thing, he's such a spoiled little brat. He never learned the concept of gratitude. He should be thanking Senator Purdue, not running against him, but I mean, what are you going to do? Yeah. I mean, he campaigned actively. He ran ads saying it was like a corporate bailout. Meanwhile, his own family that's finances, yeah, right. his entire lifestyle, his entire lifestyle is the one that have benefited from from various forms of assistance, right? They're, they got their hand in the cookie jar hmm. that this guy is pretending to be a prairie populist. It's really something. The audacity of Ossoff. So, you know? so, but, you, but there's more. There's more, right? So w- they're trying to contrast his run for Congress when he got blown up and the minions forced him to get married. <laughs> God yeah. bless the minions. <laughs> with with you know where he's at now one of the things they come up with that when mr ass ossoff began his first campaign in congress in 2017 he initially ran his campaign headquarters out of his basement out of the basement of his parents atlanta home really when he was in washington he stayed in a capitol hill townhouse owned by his father so he's just sort of breezed past the fact that it, that a supposed national security expert somebody who's like made himself his self-made man who's a ceo who who's done all of these things is living rent free in his dad's house yeah dc imagine the narrative if you're a republican oh imagine the narrative oh 
it's just it's it's just incredible. So like they continue to do all of this, and they're like the 2020 Senate race. Mr. Ossoff is running as a mainstream Democrat, expressing sympathy for, uh, but not aligning himself with his party's most liberal figures. Did they miss Bernie Sanders campaigning with him? They they absolutely missed that. Did they did they miss that? It's oh it's not as liberal. Okay, all right. Well, let's just let's just say it as fact. He's I'm just quoting again. He has stayed on message, hammering Mr. Purdue over his finances, and perhaps most important, he has not made any major mistakes on the campaign trail or interviews. I mean, really, really, the fact that he would even talk about finances tells you about how messed up our media is. That they're saying, oh, you know, he, you know, Purdue is the bad guy here, and not this guy who has had everything quite literally handed to him or inherited or paid for by his dad and they're they have the audacity to be like yeah oh you know well populist Ossoff, uh he, he had to pull himself up by the bootstraps when he was living in his uh dad's townhouse that he was bought for him it, it, it also it also is like when they say nobody's made any major mistakes on the campaign trail it has that ring of the of the hunter biden piece to it really that, does it's like doesn't it, it, it it's Good got a little like the well, we all agreed not to cover it. So it wow. just hasn't happened. You know, it just hasn't happened. But what's the only thing that's different from the 2020 framing of John Ossoff in the 2017 special election is how the media actually has dealt with this, right? He went from a trust fund, fail son, couch surfing on his girlfriend's apartment to the second coming of Werner Herzog. <laughs> I mean... They're like, oh yeah, you know, it is very accomplished to make a documentary film oh, because you know he used uh, his inheritance money to just like buy it out. Ah, uh, so let's get into the initial question that you asked because they cover the fact that the son of a publishing executive and a management consultant, Mr. Ossoff, attended the prestigious—I don't even know how to—I <laughs> was Padea. Don't I, ask how I know. I, I don't want to ask how you know, but I do know how to. <laughs> Frankly, I don't think I have enough money to be able to pronounce it, Frank. Uh, uh, well, uh, in Atlanta, this school, uh, which, by the way, we did some research on some of it. Mm-hmm. And it turns out that the it's a $27,000 plus thousand a year education. And that's not college, folks. <laughs> no. <laughs> No, but you you start to understand the media's new John Ossoff narrative, right? The private schools, the trust fund, the inheritance, daddy buying a mouse in D.C. The story of John Ossoff at this point is like the life that all liberal Excella corridor journos live. I'm not even kidding. That's ten times what I was paying for college in the semester for, for <laughs> him to go to the Padilla School. Not even kidding. But it's 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 the it's the identification that is important. Like John Ossoff is them, right? Mm-hmm. It, they started life on third base and they yep. thought they hit a triple. Yeah. And, and that's, and that's, that's what's happening here. Right. I mean, I mean you know, I, I had a, a, a very wise friend recently who told me, I was like, you know, it doesn't make sense to me why these like trust fund babies are just absolute socialists, you know, and their agenda is basically to just completely change the makeup of America and just, hand away everything you know just do these giveaways and he was like well it's because they grew up with just handouts nonstop. 
Yeah. You know, if daddy pays for everything, oh, well, that seems like how it should be, right? Yeah, for everybody. That's yeah, it. Yeah. That explains so much of it, man. Because totally. it's just the, this whole progressive movement right now is just being led by trust fund babies. It is. And they've never really been kicked in the nuts. Mm-mm. You know, they never had adversity to deal with. It's just a, it's one good fortune after another. And like bad news is when you have a, a longer line at the Starbucks. In the <laughs> you know, so let me finally, let me just summarize the last paragraph. And again, this is 10,000 words, but I picked out one paragraph in particular that is my favorite paragraph of this entire piece. In 2003, Mr. Ossoff attended a small dinner party with his mother in southwestern France. At an outdoor table in a plum orchard on a lovely summer evening, Mr. Ossoff was seated across the table from Ron McCullough, a former BBC journalist who in 1991 had founded Insight News Television. Now, you need to know absolutely nothing more (laughs) about the context of this to realize how effing absurd this is, right? Just a salt of the earth guy we were told in the fourth paragraph that makes his own breaks, right? I mean, this is such a like, I can't imagine the cognitive dissonance necessary to write an article where you're saying, this is a guy who makes his own breaks. And then a little bit later, you're mentioning when he was having, when he was at a dinner party with his mother in the South of France. I mean, that's a very, you know, it's a very normal, uh, you know, salt of the earth kind of thing to do. Pull up by your bootstraps, have have a dinner party with your mother outside in the south of France. I mean, it's amazing how you can be. It's like thinking you have a novel <laughs> business idea hanging out in Monaco at the Grand Period. <laughs> you know, it's just it. it it's it, like, listen, folks. I was in a line at uh, the Martini Bar at Davos, and I know the struggle that Americans are going through right now unbelievable he really thought this is like a positive thing like i said folks if this were a republican imagine how hard imagine how hard the new york times would be dunking on them for these stories but the new york times is so crazy they're trying to use these stories as why john ossoff is good and understands working class americans it's unbelievable so let, let's just put a bow on this thing the bow is they're only talking to themselves mm-hmm. real people are listening to things like ruthless Yep. We know exactly who I'm going to play this audio again. This please clown, do. This clown. Please do. Go. This is not a story about me. Yes it is. Yes it is, you dick. It's a story about you. It's a story about you and your privileged upbringing that tries to pretend like you're a civil rights leader when you had every single opportunity that has ever been given any American at any point in their lives dunked and that is that you know how many times do the medians have to body this guy before he gets the message i know it i know it so so let's quickly get in because i know i don't want to stretch this out too far because i know people have things to do around the holidays but we need to do a quick year in review and and smug let's start with the man of the year okay so this has been you know for this has been a, a difficult year uh for everybody, honestly, a year of plague. Uh, but we are going to have some awards given out from Ruthless. Number one, let's get into it. Man of the year, President Trump. I mean, this was not really you know, up for much debate. 
the man had been working so hard on Project Lightspeed to to get the people the cure that he promised. Would he would get it by the year's end when every Democrat, every liberal, every expert was like, "Oh no, 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 that's impossible. That's impossible. There's no way he's going to get the cure by the year's end." He was like, "You know what, folks? I will allow myself to be infected by COVID. I'll take a couple hits of Regeneron." I will have my body create the antibodies and I will deliver the cure to the American people before Christmas. You know, there are two people who deliver by Christmas and that's Santa Claus and that's Donald J. Trump, our man of the year. <laughs> I love that. All right. So the story of the year is undoubtedly the Hunter Biden laptop in large part because the only outlet that reported it was the New York Post. The only place that had the courage to talk about it was the New York Post for their pleasure, they were banned by social media companies, mm-hmm. most notably Twitter, who claimed it was Russian propaganda. A, 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 an accusation that Biden himself holds to this day, despite the fact that the Biden campaign in a statement acknowledged the fact that almost everything that they were talking about with Hunter Biden was true. Yep. Everyone, so, every American should be completely outraged about that, by the way. I mean, every time I think about it, it boils my blood. It's just, it's infuriating. I, I want everyone to know that this, this is a fact, that we had Twitter and media companies colluding to hide the fact that Hunter Biden had numerous, numerous misdeeds, and they were presented by the New York Post and, and the media and Twitter, you know, united to try to hide that from folks ahead of an election. That should just incredible, yeah. incredible. So, song of the year. What, what's your take on that? I, I mean, you know, there's there's a lot of songs that came out this year. You know, there's a Spotify end of year wrap ups, but I'm gonna go with a classic. I'm gonna say song of the year was Tiny Dancer. Let's play. let's play that clip. Just died. Wow. I didn't know that. I just, uh, you're telling me now for the first time. She led an amazing life. What else can you say? She was an amazing woman. Whether you agreed or not, she was an amazing woman who led an amazing life. All right. Uh, movie of the year. Um, I'm tempted to go with the little feet of Hunter B, which was a personal favorite. Um, but I think more importantly, now that we're sort of in a time of, of great relevance, I'm going to go with Warnock's wife. And you know what? I think every, every person, especially those who are voting Georgia, we have election day coming up on Tuesday, needs to see that video. See that video. See that video. In fact, let's play it one more time here. Let's go. I want to file a report. Mm-hmm. This man's running for the United States Senate, and all he cares about right now is his reputation. I work at the mayor's office, and okay. this is a big problem. Okay. I've been trying to be very quiet about the way that he is for the sake of my kids and his reputation. I've tried to keep the way that he acts under wraps for a long time, and today he crossed the line. So that is what is going on here, and he's a great actor. He is phenomenal at putting on a really good show. Okay. Speaks for itself. 
speaks for itself. So, and here we have our final category. Folks, it is the virus of the year. We get, let's get a drum roll going. There we go. Super gonorrhea in a come from behind victory. Congratulations to super gonorrhea. What do we got next? We got our predictions, right? Yeah. So we're going to move right straight into predictions. Um, why don't you give these, why don't you kick this off? Yeah. <laughs> All right. So we have our predictions. This is the ruthless predictions for 2021. It's so difficult not to crack up, but I'm, I'm going to soldier through this. Do it. Um, my prediction, one of them, Joe Biden inadvertently sleeps through the entire month of September and no one notices. That feels, that feels fair. Yeah, right. Uh, I've got a prediction. Donald Trump buys an entire mountain in South Dakota and begins blasting a new Mount Rushmore. Here we go. Ruthless becomes the top conservative podcast after I knock out Ben Shapiro in the first round of a loser quits podcasting forever boxing match. <laughs> Can we set that up? I'm up for it. Can we set Tomorrow. Up? I feel like it's a challenge. We need Done. To, we need to get him on. I mean, he's, he's what four eleven. Jesus, that's right. That's, yeah. Again, there's a height discrepancy. I'm sure you know. I don't know what his weight class is. I'll do it tomorrow. I feel like we have an advantage. All right. So, <laughs> so uh, this one um, is just like pure pain, but uh, nightmare. Pure pain. The Georgia runoff ends in a tie, so we need to end a super runoff in February. <laughs> and my prediction it turns out the election was hacked but all the missing millions of votes were for kanye (laughs) god that's great disney buys google and makes westworld real finally thank god that's what people wanted ruth bader ginsburg's posthumous rap album drops that's where all the money is, honestly. You know, it seems like they make more money afterwards. Elon decides Mars is boring and decides to set up a colony on Venus. Finally. I feel Again, like, finally. I feel like Uranus would have been better, but I understand. <laughs> Let's keep him going. I understand. Let's go. Uh, Chris Cuomo and Andrew Cuomo will switch jobs and no one will notice. <laughs> Sad but true. That one hurts. Space Force successfully repels an alien invasion. Thank God, right? Yeah. Yeah, Finally. The Chinese will give up trying to seduce our leaders after realizing we only give power to people in their 80s and their spies go on strike. (laughs) Fang Fang would have, if only Fang Fang, if only Fang Fang could have been around when they were unionized, right? I think it's pronounced Fang Bang. Fang Bang? Makes sense. Kim Jong-un is revealed to be a method actor from New Jersey named Timmy Smith. I would love that. The Kim Jong-un thing? Man. Clarence Thomas stages a coup and declares himself chief justice. Oh, that would be great. That's something, right? I'm telling you, we have the Thomas Court, but that would be something. Uh, The anti-vaxxers were right that Bill Gates installed microchips and vaccines, but most people kind of like being cyborgs, and it becomes a selling point. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I think we really are there at this point, honestly. And, and um, 
this is uh, the last prediction we're going to have. It's the global pandemic ends early in the year following an asteroid strike that er eradicates all life on Earth. (laughs) And honestly, you know, for a lot of folks, that'd probably be a good thing. I got one more. I got one more. You got one more? What do you have? I got one more. Desperate for revenue, CNN launches a paid adult-themed subscription channel, quote, CNN After Dark, headed by Jeffrey Tubin. <laughs> it's not an episode of Ruthless Until We Dunk on Tubin. <laughs> so, Beautiful. So there it is. There it is. That's the full, the full deal for folks. I know you. I know there's. I see the highlight that you want to read that. That you want to read that prediction. Do you, do you want me to go for it? It's all yours. You know, happy end of year, folks. That's your. That's all yours. It's revealed that Smug actually has been cursed for stealing treasure from the Pharaoh's tomb, and he got super gonorrhea. Virus of the year, folks. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, everybody. Have a happy new year. We love you. We love being a part of your daily lives and we can't tell you how much we appreciate it. Yeah. The support has been something else. I, I really had no idea there were so many people listening to, to, to what we have to say. And I'm so grateful and appreciative. 2020 has been such a trying year. God willing, we get this vaccine out as much as possible. And uh, 2021 is a great year. We can't wait to be there with you folks. And this is, you know, this, this is the final episode of the year. That's 2021 right. is going to be incredible. I promise you that much. So until next time, Minions, keep the faith, hold the line, and own the lives. Stay ruthless. We'll see you next week. This Valentine's Day, Dunkin's got the perfect pairings to show your love. So get down on one knee with a dozen brownie batter donuts and a cocoa mocha signature latte. Or make them swoon with a strawberry dragon fruit Dunkin' refresher with a Cupid's Choice Donut. Are you ready for love? America runs on Dunkin'. Price and participation may vary. Limited time offer.